Hey everyone, welcome to Cinema Hangover Podcast, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. And man, do we have a movie today to talk about. Mm-hmm. The movie we're talking about today, what what is it, Taylor? Give, give me the lowdown. Well, introduce yourself. I'm, well, I'm Oliver. I, I feel like <laughs> at this point, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who we all are, but I'm Oliver. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Shannon, Shannon and Taylor. Yeah! <laughs> and this movie's got my brain... All over the place. He's too excited to talk about it. I am. I'm very excited to talk about this one. And it is, it is, it's one. So, yeah. Taylor, what, what movie is it? It is The Tree of Life. This came out in, what was it, 2015? That sounds right. And <laughs> it has uh, starring Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain. 20, fucking hell, this is an old ass movie. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, <laughs> um, it has Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain, and Sean Penn as uh, the main leads, yep. as well as uh, a bunch of child actors. But yep. yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is interesting one to discuss. But before we dive into it, what are we drinking today, Shannon? Today I made us a cocktail and Ooh. I tried to I tried to make it on theme. This mm-hmm. movie has to do with Well, it's got a lot. It has to do with a lot. Did but you pour did you pour depression in here? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was a little depressed while I was and making that. it, so there might be a Grief. little more vodka than normal. Um but I kinda wanted to do like a nature theme, so we got a Lemon rosemary cocktail. Mm. It actually is really good, actually. Yeah. Like props, props to the mixer. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with with this drink comes a movie that's going to be pro- a lot harder to give a synopsis of oh, than the drink itself. But I God. think Taylor's going to give it a shot. Yes. Okay. So to provide the quick like thirty second summary, this movie is basically about a. One of the no no hold on a second I got it got it so Sean Penn plays Jack and he's recalling the death of one of his brothers on the anniversary of his death and he's looking back into this childhood of you know some of the main critical points that has happened and one of them is in his interactions with his father and the movie is kind of just an exploration of and a his, lot of those elements and his mother and his mother of course yeah. but a lot of it is focused on his relationship with his father and as the movie you know explores a lot of these elements there's a point where it's just about letting go and reconciling some of the old childhood feelings about those things and just moving on. And that's at least what I got from the synopsis of the, or like the general gist of the film. Now, outside of that, do we want to just say fuck it and just go to spoilers? Like, I don't really know that there is like spoilers for this movie. Fair. Yeah, so I mean, your I guess synopsis that's probably kind the of biggest just spoiler is, 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 spoiler, is the spoiler, but that yeah. is, and that's revealed in the first, like, I don't know, five minutes yeah, of the yeah. movie. Yeah. And the brother dies. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. And they like I said, yeah, yeah, as I said, it's revealed in the first five minutes. So, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to see the movie, dive into it, because that will help you understand a lot of what the hell we're going to be talking about. Because I don't even think that's really the plot of the movie. It's just just like a quick, like, get a gist of like, okay, this is what's going on. But that context might help. So much more to the movie than just his brother dying. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. If you have, I don't even know. Dude, there's so much. Okay, first and foremost, I just got to say, when I first was watching this movie, the first five minutes, five, ten minutes was pretty solid in sense of, okay, I'm getting a sense of what's going on. This is about grief and all that. Really, really quickly, um, this is a Terrence Malick movie. Yes. Have you seen any other Terrence Malick movies? Give me examples. Uh, Like The Thin Red Line, Badlands. Uh, I'm gonna jump in and say nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, it's 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 of the ones that I've seen. I haven't seen all like all of them by any means. Mm-hmm. It is. 
probably the most Terrence Malick movie that I've seen of his. So it, just that, keep that in mind as you continue your, I, I it it's very Terrence So Malick. you're trying to tell me there's a style choice behind what's happening on the screen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, so my, <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad you gave a synopsis because I almost feel like the movie, I, man, I was struggling with this one. Not, not <clears throat> in a, bad way but mm. like it it's so abstract it's, it's such there's a lot of themes movie. that it's trying to be it, the whole time it, it i seems, was watching it i was like i don't know how it is i'm almost, going to discuss yeah, this because i, I don't is, even know if i understand it is almost like a meditative experiment oh, more than it is dude. almost like an actual <clears throat> like movie movie okay with that being said, let me just explain my just general experience yeah, watching yeah. this film because I swear to God, I bet this is like relatively what general audiences was feeling, but also just my own personal experience. Like, what the fuck? Okay, so the first five, ten minutes, it's like, okay, you're getting a sense of what's going on. Like, mother's and father's grieving because one of the kids has died. Okay, this is super sad. And then the adult version of Jack is Sean grieving. Penn. Yeah, Sean Penn. Yep. He's grieving over the anniversary of his brother's death. I'm like, all right, cool. This makes sense. And then there's this background like narration of like of like speaking and monologue, which is and stuff. very Terrence Malick. Yes. all of his movies are, are have a ton of narration from the characters. So just yeah, fair, fair. On and brand. then it just goes to a point where it gets surreal as fuck, and it basically dives into a bunch of space Im- imagery. And I'm like, all right, I kind of get what they're trying to do here, but. For the love of God, I could tell if this was to a super general audience, you would lose them in like two seconds. Unless you're oh, like yeah. a Terrence Malick stand. Right. Something. Like, and this was yeah. not just another five minutes. This was like 30 to 40 minutes into the film, and I'm still like, where the fuck's the story? So where the fuck's the story? I'm yeah. like searching around, like, where the fuck's the story? Yeah. Yeah, it 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 gets back on rails. It does. Um, but you, you the part that you're describing is so it like it it kicks off with the the death of the brother of sean penn or mm-hmm. the son of, of brad brad pitt's character mm-hmm. and then it like that he's re- like the que- it's basically posing a question mm-hmm. it's like how could like god let this happen how could like right. how could any right. how could this the universe let this happen this isn't fair um i've been like a good person my whole life and this is right. me and then it like flashes way back to i'd interpret it as like the big bang and then the big right. bang and then you see like cells splitting right all like the evolution of life there's Mm -hmm. like a a part where there's a dinosaur Mm -hmm. and and there's just so many themes it feels more like terrence like my interpretation was like terrence malick was just kind of posing a question to the audience rather than giving answers right and he was just kind of like he's you're kind of going through it kind of i guess going through it mm -hmm. with the character as he's thinking about it all because it all is it's all the recollection of Sean Penn's character, and at the very, very end, I guess that's the spoiler, it ends with, like, him smiling after thinking back on all this. Yeah, it's honestly, if you think about it from the context of this is someone processing the grieving of... But it, it, but brother. after the Big Bang and the dinosaur and all that stuff, it does kind of get back to a more situational narrative. Yes. Like, it, it, not entirely, never really does entirely, but... It becomes something that you can actually understand what the fuck's going on. If mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not nearly as abstract. Right. Like the abstract stuff I can understand and I can get behind to a degree. The problem that I initially had was, holy shit, this is taking a lot of screen time. Yeah. It, it's it like is. a lot. But of can we talk time. about like how beautifully shot this movie is? I'm glad yeah, it someone is. brought it up. Yeah. It is it's... such like, cause 
honestly, I felt the same way as you did, Taylor. Like, yeah. it, it was almost, in a sense, too abstract for right. me to kind of, like, gather my thoughts. Mm. But it was a beautifully shot movie. Yeah. Oh, it's, hell yeah. It's Everything gorgeous. about it was beautiful. Yeah. I think, so I'm going to say this out, out the gate, and it's not necessarily spoiling my review, mm-hmm. but out the gate, um, visually and, like, audio-wise, this movie is a 10 out of 10. I think mm-hmm. if you're going, if yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. straight up on visual cinematography, imagery, and the sound design, mm-hmm. easy ten out of ten for me. It's, yeah, I can agree. It's gorgeous. The yeah. camera work is insane. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many. You could take, I would argue, almost any frame out of this movie, and mm-hmm. you could like hang it up in your living room, and it'd be like a, a beautiful photo. Isn't that often described like the goal of any cinematographer is like make it and so that Terrence, every shot's like. A I, fil- I know a from what I do know of Terrence Malick, he is a perfectionist and highly elusive like doesn't really do a lot of um interviews doesn't really ever want to be like on film or on camera himself and so when you know that and how he doesn't really want to elaborate on things he kind of likes things to be again this is from my understanding um what i've read doesn't like to give defined answers on things and instead let the viewer interpret it i think it makes a lot of sense what this movie ended up kind of being i do think some of those movies are like honestly the best ones because it's like one has so many different meanings and it is up to the audience to interpret it how they want. So I do think when they aren't like necessarily giving you answers, but giving you all these pieces for you to decide, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I can agree with that. And this most likely is one of those films that after you watch it and then give it a second viewing, you are able to appreciate it more. Mm hmm. My main concern is that, yeah, and I agree, it is beautifully shot and just generally just like watching the film itself, it's good. It's and, like and gold. I want to I want to give the flowers to the sound design too because oh, they're yeah. at all times. I don't know if you noticed this, but like almost at all times when they're outside, you can like hear birds tweeting mm-hmm. and you can hear the mm-hmm. wind and the trees and the grass and like the the ri- like everything just sounds really good. It's like too. atmospheric in it's, a way. A lot of the time, I feel like in movies when there's dialogue, there is no background noise or there's mm. like a score going in the background. It's like a hyper focus on yeah, and yeah. and I also think that the soundtrack is gorgeous mm-hmm. on this movie as well. Mm-hmm. It's like operatic. symphony um but in this movie instead of a lot of time having like the soundtrack in the background or nothing in the background you'll hear just like the background noise Mm -hmm. and it just sounds super cool super crispy fair no no i can can agree with that like in terms of the presentation elements the movie's doing fantastic i just keep thinking that fuck the first quarter of the film what the god damn it like in terms of trying to get an audience in type of deal yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough sale. But once it transitions into the actual family aspects of it, that's when the movie is like it, it got me in. Yeah. Because yeah. once I started seeing the relationship between the son and the father and then like like the coming of age type of story, I'm like, OK, this is the story. Thank yeah. God. There, there's a lot. <clears throat> there's a lot of questions being answered and a lot of, I think, like metaphor and, and, and symbolism that's being put on screen here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of it has like firm answers or it's it's. It, it feels like to me in this movie, it's mm-hmm. more concerned with how it's making you feel rather than like how it how you're understanding what's going on. I can agree with that. There's like a lot there's, of visual experiences. Yeah, that, it's, as it's almost more like it's it wants you to feel a certain way at any given time in it, whether it's like wonder or I, I don't know. But then it is necessarily giving you something to think about in that moment. So with the scene, like with the sequence that you're talking about mm. 
I'm going to try to explain this the best (laughs) way I can, the way that I kind of interpreted it, Mm -hmm. is it was showing kind of like the evolution of life and like different things that happen with life and the universe and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And then like also, in a sense, tragedy striking. Mm. And then what comes from that afterwards, Mm -hmm. because you see like Mm. the dinosaur theme and Mm -hmm. then the meteor hits and that kind of wipes out dinosaurs like we all know and and then comes the next stage of life right and kind of like Mm. i I don't know does that make sense no no that's that's actually a really good point because something that i didn't pick up on from what you just described was like the tragedy aspect of it Mm -hmm. Mm. because you see like volcanoes you see Mm -hmm. meteors you see you see those more obvious ones but then you also see like a a plesiosaur or something on the beach and it has like a giant gash the in its back. The fact that you actually knew that. I don't God know if damn, that's actually right. But my dinosaur... He is weird. My, my kindergarten dinosaur paleontologist. Yeah. So many dinosaurs. He'll know the name. You want to be a paleontologist back in the day? Oh yeah, my God, that's okay. awesome. <laughs> uh, you see him on... You see it wash up on this beach and it's got this mm. giant chunk out of its back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see this other little dinosaur and he's like sick or he's ill on this beach and he mm-hmm. almost gets killed but then this predator spares him mm-hmm. well, and so that is yeah. it does seem to be that theme of like <laughs> tragedy but also life i don't know grace i don't even really know yeah so, i don't know yeah. i'm trying to like figure it Mercy. out too because like yeah i don't know i feel like maybe it's trying to show like yes tragic things happen but good does still come out of that like there i mean life is still gonna go on and there is an actor or character in the movie that does say that like Mm -hmm. yeah life's gonna keep moving like well it's yeah i think that line is something along the lines of like you have to love mm -hmm. like if you don't love then life will just slip away or something i think uh, it goes too fast that actually coincides with a couple of key scenes so there's three that stand out the one that you just mentioned where right as the mother and father find out the son has died uh the mother is getting consoled by one of her you know friends in the community and she basically tells her yes she's played by jessica chastain yes by the way yep and she's being told that you know this is an unfortunate situation but life will have to go on and it these things do happen and they're very religious community like it's Mm -hmm. pretty clearly note that they're at least catholic in some variant so that is a aspect that is explored quite a bit throughout the film and as a result of that those religious themes are revisited throughout. And um, the second scene I wanted to point out is when this is a flashback of Jack in his childhood and that church and the pastor is basically providing a sermon regarding the elements of life where suffering is just a part of it. Mm-hmm. Sorrow yeah. and grief and all those things. That's just part of it. And it doesn't matter if you are a good person or if you're wicked as hell, but even if you think that you don't deserve what's happening, it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. the only thing you could do is just recognize that's a part of how things are. Yeah. And then the, I think the third element is just, you know, the discussion about the uh, nuns originally had the idea of there's two ways of life, nature and order. Now, mm-hmm. I most likely have to think about that a little bit deeper in order to like really deep dive on it. But the idea. It's, oh, no. Nature and grace. My bad. Nature, nature and, grace. and grace. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so there's uh, they. They're using that mm. as uh, there's so there's right. so much. There, it it felt like that metaphor of nature and grace was 
abstract in the like environment itself and tragedy that was happening but also literal in the father character and the mother character the mother mm. being like the, oh. the the nurturer like the caregiver mm-hmm. high, like empathy um loving, loving her children yeah. the one that the you children know, the naturally warmth. gravitated to yeah the yeah. well yeah hold on well, 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 to an extent well at least initially <laughs> but then the father the father also being the disciplinarian right. the structure the order type right, of thing right. and obviously blatantly way too much right like he was a he was a dick to his kids yeah but mm. they gravitated to the mother but then the mother's like it was like yin and yang it was mm-hmm. like yeah, the father so. and the mother yeah. were was definitely presented in a way where the mother is nurturing and loving and cares for them and they gravitate to that mm. but then when there wasn't the discipline like that that order in mm. their lives from their father it became chaos it became chaos yeah and so when the father came back from the trip they were all like ecstatic to see him and, mm-hmm. and be with him and so it seems like it's trying to kind of balance those things in this movie like ex- mm-hmm. explain how you kind of need both but then also it's i feel like the greater I don't know, lesson or theme that's trying to portray is just coming to peace with like your life and coming to peace with tragedy and coming to peace with like, Oh, actually on top of that, actually being in peace with the ebb and flows that occur in life, both the good and the bad, the great suffering and also the great, I would say triumphs. Because one of the things I noticed was pretty fascinating throughout the course of the film is that as Jack is going through his day to day, he witnesses various moments of, not exactly the greatest examples of the community, like, you know, people getting arrested, um, yeah. tragedy, uh, a son on uh, someone's kid dying in the pool. Like he experiences and witnesses a lot of these like moments happening and they pop well, out. And he's, and, and he's at first, not to like cut you off. At mm. first, he's afraid of all these things, too. Like right. there's the one of his friends gets burned in a house fire. It's alluded yes. to at least. And it's clear that he. Um, is kind of like afraid of that kid or like at least distances himself from that. And so... Yeah, and there's this sense of a mixture of curiosity, wonder, uncertainty, and being afraid of it. And also, he's just trying to figure out what all of this is about. Because he's like, at this point, like, middle school, like, he's a teenager. He's coming into being a teenager. Yeah, probably a young, young teenager. Young, young teenager. He's probably like maybe 12, 13, something like that. Right, right. And at the same time, he's having a lot of these questions... He's starting to also question the authority of his father because yeah. this is where his father's definitely like putting a lot of pressure on him because he's the oldest at this point. Yeah. And he's trying to imbue on him like, don't make these mistakes, do this, do that, this is how you succeed in life, all that jazz. But as you proceed through the film, you also hear that Jack is like in his internal monologue, is like, why should I listen to you? Because you do this, and it's the idea of like, it's... you sit, do as I say, not as I do type of deal. But... Well, and I think it was like a it was posing the question of like he he wanted to be this good person so like these bad things wouldn't happen to him but right. then he was still seeing like bad things happen to good people good people Fair. and so that was another question he's like why why should i be good then yeah. why can't i just be bad yeah and right i think he's, he was like struggling like what well, you were and, saying yeah. with his father's authority but also just an internal struggle with God, maybe, and like yeah. why God allows good people to suffer. And right. once the preacher was talking about like everyone's going to suffer, he's like, "Well, then why should I like? Why, why does it matter good? if I'm good <laughs> right, or not?" Right. Yeah. And I think it's it, it's oh, it's just so much in one movie. It's <laughs> and I keep coming back to that, but it's also like a coming of age story. Oh yeah, for sure. 
He also, his, his father is this massive figure in his life, this like mm-hmm. daunting presence, this like kind of dictatorship in his life. And he comes to see him almost as like God, his God. Like he almost sees his, his father as this like, like unbelievably powerful force in his life mm-hmm. that he also looks up to. Right. You can, you can see it in times when he admires like his dad playing the organ or playing on the piano. Like right. you can see him acknowledging these things that his dad is really good at. Mm-hmm. But then as he gets older in the movie, you start to realize that he sees the flaws in his father as well. Which and he then, develops some resentment to and him. He de- yeah. He develops yeah. a ton of resentment, which then I think at the end kind of comes full circle and he embraces. I think that is kind of the greater theme is that reconciling it. Yeah. Is, is, and, em- yeah, embracing the bad with the good and coming to peace with it. Um, you One of the really cool moments I thought, I think there's a lot of really cool moments of mm-hmm. subtle character development that it's, you really don't ever get told who any of these characters' names are unless you hear it in conversation. Yeah. Um, and, and something that I thought was really cool is they you learn a lot about the characters in their actions, like yes. in, in subtle actions than you do. Like right off the gate, uh, you... Jack's dad, Mr. O- Mr. O'Brien, I think that's his name, played mm-hmm. by Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, right off the gate, the way that he holds on to Jack, like with his hand around the back of his, like the nape of his neck, mm-hmm. or like around the back of his arm when he's mm-hmm. walking him around, you immediately know that there's kind of this power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see Jack, one of the big moments where he starts to see the flaws in his, his father are mm-hmm. early in the movie Jack is kind of playing keep away with his paper from this girl that he likes. Um, it, it's a it's a moment where, and there's a bit of an arc there with their relationship between the girl and him. But you see him do that, and it's this kind of brief moment. And then later on, he notices that his dad is doing the same thing with the tip to the waitress. Mm. And it's this very oh, brief, subtle moment, but it's played 100% to show that like my my father's a married man and he's kind of playing this with this he's kind of doing the same thing that I did with a girl that I liked in in school mm. and again just kind of showing not that the father ever cheats or mm-hmm. is adulterous or anything like that but it just is played to show that he's a flawed man basically and, and there's he, a lot of those moments but that was one that I picked up on that I thought was really clever and how subtle it was yeah it was pretty subtle do you also think in some aspects there's actually a two-way street type of thing now that I'm thinking about it because the father explains this later on and I caught on to this like basically early on in the film all he's trying to do Brad Pitt's like character is trying to embark upon his children the things that he from what he's learned in his life yeah. are necessary to be successful yeah. and he just doesn't want them to go through the bullshit that he's gone through yeah. and yeah. all he's trying to do is make sure that they are strong enough to endure life yeah. and I think in the reflections that Jack is having as he's witnessing the changes in his father in terms of like oh, his view of his father he realizes that maybe there's some elements of himself that's adopted from his father because you know that's his dad right. and all so again that's like a greater reinforcement of like oh this is a great figure that is my dad, but he's all flawed and I'm his son. So I'm flawed. Like, ah, fuck. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of like, and there's also, and there's also a bit so. of, there's also a bit of like, no matter how hard you try kind of becoming like your parents or like your family or whatever it is, he, mm-hmm. he, re- it's clear that he resents his father for a long time, but then kind of becomes a lot like his father, like right. the kind of like the sins of the father type thing mm-hmm. where right. he, he resents his father for being super controlling and, and being this, again, this like looming presence in his life. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of see him adopt the same behavior with his little brother. Mm-hmm. He does the same thing with his lo- little brother where he like 
uses his but I, power over him. But too. I think that that was more so him trying to see like what it was like to be like his father. And then he, cause I mean, it's a very quick, there's one scene where right. he's like, there's, there, I think there's, there's two. Is there two? There's okay. Yeah. Well, there's one scene specifically where he, cause there was a couple times where he was like messing with his little brother, but didn't actually follow through with anything. And then there's a scene where he tells his brother to put his finger in front of the barrel of a BB gun. Mm-hmm. And, his brother trusts him because they've played this game before and he never actually does anything. Right. And then this time he does shoot his finger mm-hmm. and his brother runs away crying. Mm-hmm. And Jack immediately feels so guilty I, about yeah, it. Yeah, and he goes and consoles him yeah. and like hugs him. And and I think that so I think part of it I you're I agree with. I think part of it is that it is him experimenting with power and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it it's for me, it was almost more of like a mirror to show him that, like, despite him doing this bad thing, he, he basically did a bad thing to a person he loved. And mm-hmm. it, it gave him sympathy for his father, realizing that his father being basically a dick to him his entire life, uh, it wasn't because he didn't love him. It was just like... That's just how he is. That's just how he is. Yeah. Right. I honestly think this actually harkens back to one of the themes that has actually popped out as a result of this discussion. It's when, considering how the mother and father represent order and chaos in known respects, I think with Jack, early on in the film, once he starts experiencing this pressure that he's getting from his father and is starting to build that resentment, he's like, I just want to figure these things out that I'm seeing here and that are outside of my understanding, yet because of my father, I can't explore these things. Like a typical teenage experience. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as his father goes away on a trip and only his mother's there, he enters to the realms of chaos, which means he's able to go out and explore and figure things out on his own. And he does suffer some of the consequences, mostly internally, mm-hmm. with shame, guilt, and all that jazz. And then some of it externally. Yeah, he his brother. steals the crushes, blouse, and right, feels right. guilty about that. And right, right. Breaks windows yeah. and does stuff that... He, but as a result of uh, doing those behaviors... Tie a frog to the rocket and shoot the rocket up in the air. Personally, yeah. I thought, I was like, well, that's kind of fucked with up. My like, God. Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah, they light firecrackers and like a Literally, bird's nest. I feel like that's something but it's like him boys hanging out, would do. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. These, like, rogue other boys kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Now, as a result of do, having this experience, he is able to get a deeper understanding of these things, which is kind of like reinforcing the idea of you can't... You can do what you can to try to teach someone not to do something, but it's only... When they actually do it and understand the consequences of the actions, they right. reinforce that understanding of why you shouldn't do it. Right. So that's why when his father comes back, he welcomes it. Yeah, I, I agree that he he kind of <coughs> comes full circle in realizing that he needs that order order in his life. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's something that me and Oliver have talked about before, like how one how like big of an impact your fam like your parents can have <coughs> on you without even them realizing it, like. We always talk about, like, how scary it is to have kids because, like, you can mm-hmm. do something or say something and think you're doing it the best way possible, but it can impact the fuck out of your children. And I think yeah. this, and I do think that this movie does a really good job of putting you in the child's perspective of these moments. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really get to necessarily see the conversations that happen outside of when the children are around or involved. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really cool because you do get to kind of view it through this hyper fine-tuned perspective of Jack's... Jack's point of view right. in that like the moments where his dad is being a jerk or or his dad is 
grilling him about something, like not right. doing a chore or something, it resonates with you as the viewer because you don't get to see the dad go out and notice that the chore wasn't done or you don't get to see mm -hmm. the other things that might impact that conversation, but you get to see it through the perspective of a child. Right, right. And it truly is the, the child childhood experience. And funny enough, early on in Jack's recollection of his childhood, I really did... <laughs> sim um, what? <laughs> what was that? I, no, I want you to finish your thought, but just thinking about his chores was there was one moment in this movie where I did laugh and it's you. It, it, I'm, this is a tangent. And no, no, finish no, your thought, but there's a moment where he slams the door and you hear just like you hear a loud. Sound. Oh, yeah. You hear like just a bang. And that's like how the scene starts. Mm -hmm. And then you just see Brad Pitt walk him outside and he's like, now you're going to close the door 50 times quietly. Mm -hmm. And then he just like, and I want you to count it out loud. And so he just like sits there and is like opening and closing the screen door quietly. 50 did, times. Did, did your Super dad do funny. that to you as a kid? I don't know. No comment. <laughs> but it just, I just like laughed out loud because it just, it was just so funny. Like he walks him over and he's like, you're going to close the door 50 times. See, that's that's I mean, such a dad move. That's kind of the punishment that I would do it yeah. for my no, children. It's, I mean, that wasn't that wasn't the worst of his his right. lash outs at the at the children. I just thought it was really funny. But please, right, carry, right. <laughs> carry it. No, no, no. It's no. my squirrel brain. Like, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. But as the relationship between the father and son was being showcased, I definitely understood Jack's perspective, but I also was able to understand the father's perspective early on. Because if you think about it from a certain perspective. The dad is only operating on what he understands. And from what I could gauge based on the conversations, he might have a military background. Oh, he he's definitely also, does. He, he does. You see him in yeah. uniform. When yeah. he I think meets they talk it, about when he, it. When he meets... I, and again, I think that's something brilliant that this movie does is it doesn't ever outwardly necessarily tell you anybody's background or history. Oh, or this like is that. the most like it's, typical example of show don't tell. Yeah, this is like so a prime example you see, of that. You see, as far as I know, besides his like clean cut haircut and mm -hmm. maybe some other allusions to it you really only see when he first meets the mom and she gets pregnant brad pitt mm -hmm. um when he meets jennifer jessica chastain's jessica, jessica, chastain. yeah, jessica chastain's character uh when he first meets her they're laying like in in the grass on a blanket and he's in a uh, military uniform mm -hmm. and outside of that i really don't think that there's any other moment where it talks about it but you know in his acting and in his performance that yeah you can tell that he is like a military man mm -hmm. he, he requires his kids to tell call him sir and mm -hmm. There has to be order at all times. Very structured, rigid Very, type yeah. of person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the difference between him and I would say how a lot of other military-esque type of dads are portrayed in other films and media is that he's explicitly caring towards his kids in his own way. He's not like super cold and rigid. He actually mm -hmm. asks them like, hey, like you've got one thing and like kissed your dad and mm -hmm. he hugs his children. Like he expresses care for them and he actively does care. He just... Also compensates that with, well, no, I wouldn't say compensate, it's double-sided with the idea of him being very rigid and stern because that's the way that he understands the world. And he also, as he himself explains throughout the film, he's been fucked over himself. He yeah. recognizes that being too good isn't the way to move about in yeah. his own mm -hmm. way. He's recognized that trickery is the way to advance in the world. So he's trying to help his kids understand his understanding of the doggy world dog, basically. Exactly. And th I mean, there's even a scene where he <clears throat> like makes his kids punch him in the face. Right. Or like mm -hmm. asks them. None of them do. But right. he like asks them to it's like, that power dynamic. That's of course my I'm dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's I, I think it's interesting that you immediately sympathize with the father because I do mm. think that it's I think that's kind of a token for how this film was made, like how well it was made, because it's mm. it's very clearly from the perspective of Jack, who in those moments doesn't see it as genuine love. Oh, fair. Like, he sees it as 
more control. Like mm-hmm. in that moment where he asks him for like a, a hug and a kiss before he goes to bed, yeah. it is like the way it's shot, and I think the way that it's filmed is that Jack is resentful of his father right. for making because he's about to leave, he's about to go to bed, right. and then he's like, you know, what are you forgetting? And like makes him turn around and come right. back. And so I think it's played for that, but us being adults, we understand. Right. Where and that's the, the biggest thing, yeah. Which again kind of comes back to what Shannon was just saying. Like it's crazy how intentions as a parent, and none of us are parents, but right. I can only imagine that. And from my our childhood experience, that this is why we're too scared to become parents. <laughs> <laughs> that, like you're, right. even, it's like even the best intentions can can not be what is yeah. interpreted from I mean, a child. I mean, heck, even that scene we were just mentioning earlier about how you know the dad made the kid like close the door quietly a couple times. It's because no, not a couple, fifty times. Fifty times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like, so, no, it was fifty goddamn times. <laughs> fifty times. But. It was most likely because the dad's like at home trying to relax after like God knows like type of day of work and he's like trying to be peaceful. And next thing you know, he's like, ah, fuck. And I'm just imagining how many times have our pets done something while we're trying to like chill and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, and I think- what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, kind of, I'm not trying to compare the kids' pets, but it's like the same mentality <laughs> where it's like, hey, be considerate and recognize that that was kind of a not yeah, okay thing to do. Our dog should be more considerate well, about it. <laughs> well, I, I also, th- I think, I think you do the same thing for the- Barking during for, our podcast. I think you have the same, yeah. <laughs> it just comes to the territory. Right, right. I think you have the same thing, at least I did, with the mother as well. Like, oh, I, yeah. I sympathize and understand where she was coming from in that mm. she's in this- She's in this relationship with this man that she clearly loves because they, I think they go through the whole movie together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's, they do have issues. Yeah, but. there was there was a moment, like, so a lot of times when a child dies, I, I'm assuming probably in real life, too, because it's portrayed that way in movies all the time, mm-hmm. the parents end up separating. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, too hard for them to deal with together. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they stay together the whole yeah. movie. And yeah. it does seem like there's there's love for each other there, too. And, mm-hmm. and I think that... That's genuine. Yeah, and I think that... It's it again. It's just a token to the filmmaking that you you can sit there and you can sympathize with them because you. I think you also see the mother's flaws as well. Oh um, yeah, and you can see, but you also see that she just loves her children, loves deeply, loves her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is after one of the most like borderline frightening scenes in the entire movie, which is when um, one of the sons. I think it's actually the son that is assumed to have passed away mm-hmm. later on in the movie. Um, his name is his name RL or is that the other one? I am not sure. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, another thing. You don't really find out which It is RL. Oh. It is RL. And he's like the only They never child. really tell you which child passes away. No, no. You get a hint of who. Very it's the, very it's, end. I, it, I think it is I think it's hinted to that it is the one that he's close like the brother yeah. that's closest in age to him. But you don't mm. really find out until no, the very end. Yeah. You, you don't. Um but basically uh his Brad Pitt is talking and he, I don't remember what exactly what he's oh. talking about but yeah. but then RL goes um, could you just be quiet? Oh, and then he's like, could you just be quiet, please? Like afterwards? Oh, no, no, then... no, 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 no. Uh, oh, like, that's close to it. But so the original <laughs> scene, the way it was set up, Brad Pitt's character was basically directly on the like, hey, can I just ask you to do something? Oh, yeah, don't talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, don't yeah. talk. He's like, don't, don't talk, talk unless it's something important. I'm say like, nothing. Yes, yeah, he says, yeah, say nothing for 30 minutes unless it's important. Yeah, and I was like, damn. Yeah. And then as he's going at it. He's uh, talking to the other kids, yeah. And the kid was like, be quiet. And he's like, that's it. And I was like. It's quiet, be quiet. Right, and I was like, well, damn, that must have been important. because <laughs> No, he, he's, yeah, he's quiet, and he goes, be quiet. And then it's silent for a second, and he says, please. And then the dad, like, lunges, and it's terrifying yeah yeah he like goes at him yeah i I, like i don't even like whether you've experienced that yourself or not it's Mm. you now understand these characters and it's like horrifying the father like 
lunges across the table and grabs him mm-hmm. and it like a plate smashes and it's a commotion they're all like screaming and everyone's freaking out it's chaos for a second mm-hmm. but where i was going with that is that scene is it's horrifying and amazing at the same time like the acting yeah. can you imagine brad pitt just fucking grabbing <laughs> this little child from across the table but the the child's probably scarred maybe i hope not i hope not but uh, after this, after this point, uh, you do follow him as he goes and talks to. So it's clear the the mom's crying and trying to like kind of remedy what just happened. Mm-hmm. She's like obviously angrily doing dishes. I say obviously angry, period, <laughs> and doing dishes. Not obviously doing dishes, but she's <laughs> obviously angry. I love that clarification. Yeah, that I'm just, sorry. I had to. I had that's to. just like a woman saying that because even when I'm angry at Oliver, I like just go and do dishes. Yeah, you're, never, you're never angry at me. Yeah, but when I am, <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't normally do dishes, but if I'm angry, I'm doing dishes. Oh my God, I'm angry I love <laughs> Uh, so she's doing dishes, and he walks up to her, and, and she's obviously super upset. And mm-hmm. he walks up to her, and he's like, you've turned them against me. Like, you've turned my own right. children against me. Right. And even in that moment, I understand his perspective. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's been gone, on the, he's been gone and he comes home, and now they're, like, talking back to him, basically. Which right. is just because they talk back and they're all their own people, right? right. But and also, they're, they're young, like, at this point, teenagers. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're young. They're, yeah. They're Probably at that not age, quite teenagers, they're at that but they're age they're, they're getting to the, yeah exactly yeah. they're starting to mature, and he interprets it as interprets it as you know you're turning my own children against me, mm-hmm. and even that I like sympathize for him in a weird way not obviously him like freaking the fuck out but like his feeling of losing control over his own family. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's it it just makes I guess what I'm saying is I don't agree. But I can uh, sympathize with the character and understand. You can understand and I think the that emotion, that's, again, actions, like yeah. a notion to just how well crafted the movie is. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Because he's, he's not our main character. Right. Because it reminds me of the relationship that's exhibited in God of War, like the recent one with... What is God a, of War? Video wait, game. did you actually not know what God... Oh, oh. Turn, turn to your left. That's your right. <laughs> oh, my God. That that's, statue that's, right there. That's you, Kratos and Atreus. That, yeah, that's God of War. God of War. We are comparing this movie to God of War. Yes, Don't okay, there's a reason, there's a reason. Don't so start. the father and son relationship that's expressed in that film, well, actually the game, but it almost feels like a film that, like, yeah, yeah. when you watch it, it reminds me... Are you about to spoil God of War? No, Rock no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm referring to the 2018, I think it was 2018, God of War. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So that relationship between uh, Kratos and Atreus almost reminds me of the relationship between Brad Pitt and Jack, because it's the idea of... The father is trying to create this structure and teach his son lessons so he can survive in this world. Yeah. So he doesn't get beaten down and, like, fucked over. And I think he's, like, trying to set his son up for, like, success. Like, it almost... There's points in the movie where it kind of seems like Brad Pitt's character, Mr. O'Brien... Hasn't accomplished what he's accom- wanted to accomplish. Right. Like he kind of, he kind of feels, he kind of feels like a failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like is putting all this pressure on Jack because he doesn't want Jack to be that way. And I think we touched on that before. Like he wants his kids to do like what he didn't do. Yeah, he wanted to play. He wanted but, to be a famous musician. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but he, he also just like got sidetracked or something. Mm-hmm. I think he there's describes. little comments. Throughout the movie, like talking about other families, about them them having money and right, stuff like that, right. and you kind of can tell from Brad Pitt's character that maybe he's like envious of that, yeah, and he kind of wants that for his children, yeah, and you kind of find out that Jack ends up becoming that later right. on, like he does so become it, very successful, yeah. So it's it's really it's really interesting because another 
another piece of key imagery is this nature versus man-made type mm-hmm. imagery, um, which I think is okay, it could literally be like nature versus what is made. That's chaos um, and order. And, yeah. yeah. And so uh, when like when they are children, they are almost always outside, like mm-hmm. always in the grass, always climbing trees, always outside. Which almost kids all the time. will never understand that nowadays. <laughs> it makes me well, so mad. Dang iPads in your Fortnite. Your TikTok. <laughs> well, you are on TikTok. What the hell are you talking well, about? Well, I bet there's also the case, too, that to some people that will make them anxious as hell, the idea of their kids going out in nature doing stuff because like you have no control. Yeah. So yeah. But, but the kind of the where I'm going is it's, it's clear that they it, there is imagery there where the children are outside playing and they're in the grass and in nature and the sky and swimming mm-hmm. and all these things. Mm-hmm. And most of the father's scenes where he is on his own, he's in like man-made structures. Like he's in the courthouse once. Um, he he's mm-hmm. and the one of the so one of the biggest scenes that I really picked up on is the only time you really see him at his job is he's in this like factory and there's all these like metal tubes everywhere. Yeah. And he's on this like um, I don't know like gridiron walkway and he's it, it's like industrial man-made factory where he's in and mm-hmm. there's no one else around him but he's walking in there but the interesting imagery that i picked up on was sean penn's character jack uh when he's an adult he's also in like a tower and in the business mm-hmm. but there's all these scenes where he is like looking up at the sky he's looking at like the trees and the grass in fact there's a point where he's like walking and he looks out the window and they're like putting a tree in or maybe removing a tree from outside. It's like all crated up. The mm-hmm. roots are. And so it's, I picked on up on that as he is kind of in this moment. And it's obvious in the movie that he's kind of figure trying to figure out his way of doing things, his father's way of doing things. And that like spiritualism in between that. It It's, it's just interesting. It's interesting. that Yeah, that is a good point. Well, that also, well, two things from what you just noted. The first thing is, I'm wondering if you notice a connection, because as you introduce that, the incorporation of the dad's environment being the factory industrial space, a lot of the scenes that he has with Jack is in the lawn and in the garden, which is him trying to tame nature. So I wonder if that's another element that comes into play as well. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, that is another aspect, one of the themes that is explored is the idea of how does one separate their own identity in relation to their parents and as they get older, how do they effectively adopt the lessons from their parents that are legitimate and the ones that kind of needs to be thrown away? Because that's one of the important elements of growing up is mm-hmm. recognizing a lot of the things that your parents tell you may not be 100 percent. Yeah. And, so. I think, and I think the other I think the other thing that's really picked up on is that or, or maybe not picked up on a lot. of mm-hmm. Another thing that's really trying to be relayed rather is that. For many parents, they're just doing the best that they can. Yep. Like it, there's yeah. there. I think that's a pretty big theme in this one is that the it it's clear that the parents aren't trying to be evil or mm-hmm. aren't trying to be mean or rude or harsh or anything. They're really just trying to raise their children the best way that they know how right. or that mm-hmm. they can right. raise them to be like either different or the same as as them themselves. And I think that it is. It is this movie really is just like a question. It's just like it's just this giant meditative experience kind of question to get the these conversations and thoughts, I think, going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it it goes even further past where Sean Penn is. I and mean, he's in some sort of afterlife, it seems like um, kind of re re meeting up with his little brothers mm-hmm. and his dad and his mom and getting mm-hmm. embraced and all these other like past people 
and he's thinking about this, and then it flashes back, kind of like I said earlier. I know, for a he, second I thought he died. You know, yeah. But I think it's just, I think it's just coming full circle. You see yeah. the beginning of life itself, kind of, and then the end of life itself. Yeah. And he, he, this is, it's framed as kind of like, um, a daydream or like right. something he's just thinking about. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then at the end, he kind of, I interpret it as he kind of comes to peace with like, yeah. Yeah. comes to, comes to peace with that. Eventually he will pass. Eventually like people around him will pass and he like kind of smiles. Mm-hmm. And, and like, then I think looks up at the sky and that's how the movie ends. And I think that, well, really quick, <laughs> unrelated to what I just said and unrelated to a metaphor. Did you recognize the youngest brother? Shannon might not, but oh. did you, Taylor, recognize the youngest brother? I immediately was like, I know this child no. from somewhere. He is the uh, main character from Ready Player One. Are you serious? I haven't yeah. seen that. Oh yeah. shit! Yep. Yeah. Uh, just random trivia for you. I haven't seen you. that, Damn. so I don't know how. He I might be another. He might be another movies. Ty Sheridan. Hmm. Okay. Um, he might be in other movies too, but that's where I was like, I, I know this kid, and so I recognize that face. I do. I recognize that face. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to recall in regards to this film i remember this was talked about quite a bit you know when it came out and do you i don't remember many conversations about this movie well i guess i've never idea- heard about this movie until oh maybe it's i heard like a lot more as, had, as far as until like i bought it for oliver you bought it because I told you. Like exactly. I asked you to buy it. Yeah, it's not like you were like, "Ooh, this is." Looks like well, a exactly. Movie. I hadn't heard of it. Uh, <laughs> I, as far as Terrence Malick movies go, uh, Thin Red Line was the one that I always really heard about. I mm. didn't really hear about Tree of Life. Maybe it's because this was one of the films that this was like one of the early ones that Jessica Chastain was like a part of. That you know, as she's actually made a whole lot more like popular movies since then. This is one of the ones that I, from my understanding, got her to stand out. A bit and then this was one of the other Brad Pitt films that he might have actually got some nominations during award season. Maybe that's why I remember it. Yeah, it. But I, I, I just like remember. I remember like when this was mentioned as like a movie for us to discuss. Like, oh yeah, I, I, I've heard about this film. Yeah. Did you know anything about it going in? <sighs> Outside of the fact that it was something that I was aware of. Yeah, I I really only knew that Jessica Chastain and Brad Pitt were in it. That's kind mm-hmm. of like all I knew. And it was in that it was a Terrence Malick movie. Mm. That was kind of. It, and I knew, I watched Thin Red Line not too long ago, um, so I kind of knew <laughs> Terrence Malick and like his way of, of making movies. Mm-hmm. So I expected a lot of really pretty imagery, and I expected a lot of narration. So there was this image that kept popping up. Oh, I've been wanting to ask about it, and I like keep forgetting. Um, don't really know how to explain the image. Is it the flowy red he, orange thing? Yeah, it's like a like a nova or like something in yeah. space. Like a, yeah, What was that? I have no. That's my question. Idea. Obviously, I don't think you guys know. I, I, no, I don't really like know. Something ethereal. It, keeps po- be, and it kept wait. popping up. It, it almost looked like, like something. It almost looked like, like like something you'd see in space, yeah. like a galaxy or something. Is it like lights? It's like it happened multiple times. Yeah, yeah, it did. It almost like in a transitionary period or something. I don't really know what that is, and I don't, you know, <laughs> there's just so much in this movie that I don't know if you're supposed to know. I almost feel yeah. like there's a lot in it that mm. is more about the question than the answer, and I think if you, at first blush, you would probably think that this movie is like a religious movie, but I don't really know no, that it is. It's, I it's, think it's all, I yeah. think it's, No, I think it just probably asks that question yeah. for people probably that are also asking that question. Right. I think, I think... 
a lot of people ask that. Like, mm-hmm. if God is real, then why did these bad things happen? And I right. think that that's just showing that in this movie it's like as the well. Be- but I don't think that's like, like a, the main thing. Yeah, it's like taking like a super abstract question and concept and trying to make it visual like make mm-hmm. something that makes sense visually mm-hmm. which is i can only imagine crazy but there's cool. a lot of different questions about life yeah. itself and tragedy mm-hmm. and i think that this movie touches on a lot of it and yeah. that just so happens to be one of those questions yeah and so when you consider the film as an overall package it makes sense if you think of it as this is what someone would experience if they're like thinking about this, looking back and visualizing all of this, like, okay, this is like the hallmark, the foundations of the universe. This is how life develops. This is all this jazz. Like, this is someone like, if you think of this as someone trying to figure out how to come to terms with the reality of life, where just people, especially your loved ones will pass away in the most unexpected of circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it is completely unfair and you're trying to come to terms with it, and this is someone's mental processing of that, then it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. The yeah. surrealism, the dreamlike, like, flash scenes that occur well, it's, and all it's it. also yeah. pretty clear, I think it's also pretty clear in the imagery that not everything that he is thinking about, like, in this daydream, is actually real or has right. actually happened. Like, there's quite a few scenes, I think, kind of sprinkled in that I was kind of confused about at first. Right. But... I, I really do believe only exist to show that maybe not everything you're seeing is necessarily has happened or is true. Right. It's his perspective on things. Like there's a image of Jessica Chastain, like floating underneath yeah, the tree. Yeah. There's one where she's in like a, a, a glass, a yeah. glass casket mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. the forest. And a lot of it I think is just his, how he feels about his mother, how he feels about people in his life and, mm-hmm. and kind of those associated daydreams and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I think that those sprinkled in kind of, it's like the unreliable narrator in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, And I also think on top of that, there are a couple of points where Jack says something during the course of the film, and I'm wondering if that's just him voicing out his thoughts that he had when he was younger versus him actually saying it. And I, I can see the scenes, but I just don't remember what the fuck he said. Yeah. The, to there, like, give an the, example. There's a lot of things in the movie, and I really wish I would have taken notes and... The, literally the first second of the movie, a quote pops up, and I was like, yeah. oh, I should take a note of this. And then I didn't fucking <laughs> take a, a note of a, it. It's like a biblical verse by Job. And, yeah. Um, the but then preacher's then, like, actually saying that same verse. Yeah. Not the saying the same verse, but saying another uh, like quote out from Like Job. related to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then right afterwards, there's a narrator talking about like the nature and life and stuff like that, and I really mm. wish I had taken notes on it. But there, <laughs> there is a lot of like... Narr- narratives where they're talking about stuff and it like there is a obviously there is a meaning behind all of it right, but right. it it gets you thinking and questioning yeah i i really do feel like it's 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 almost more of like a meditative experience mm-hmm. than it is mm-hmm. a movie i almost have a hard time calling it like a movie it 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 is a movie uh, it is a movie but it's it's it doesn't have your like typical narrative structure i mean it kind of does in that it's like a coming of age story, but there's so much here that is abstract and strange and so much imagery. And it's, it's, I could literally see someone turning this on as like a a meditation almost like with the imagery and the sound design and the, the score and true. The only, the only problem is, uh, I mean, obviously the the, only problem is when you actually dive in, it's 
pretty fucking deep. Well, yeah. and that's that's the good thing about the film that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. The problem is if you don't have the inclination to go that deep into a film, mm-hmm. holy shit, this can turn people off for two I seconds. I think like, I... But, but, like, I mean, everybody has sat there and thought about life and, like, how true, life has true. started and, like, what happens after life and, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be lying if you said you haven't sat so, at night thinking about right, that. So I think it is, like, a pretty interesting movie. Cause as, as far as, yeah, for me, as far as, like, movies that are, are asking these really big questions, like, these these big kind of abstract, un, like, unshapen questions. Questions that don't have answers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the best, like, this is up there amongst probably the best in that regard. Mm-hmm. I think the only other one that, for me reaches like this kind of level is a ghost story. You, I don't think either of you have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an A24 movie, ghost oh, story. Uh, but if someone really likes this movie, I would say check that one out next. Fair. Have I not seen that? Mm-mm. It's called Ghost Story and has like really nothing that much to do with ghosts. It's not a scary movie. Oh, I'm thinking of... Um... You're thinking of a ghost... Or you're thinking of ghost stories. Are you kidding? God, you're thinking of ghost <laughs> stories, but I think this is called a ghost story. Okay, so that's where I got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> Casey Affleck and anything. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But I think, yeah, I, it's this movie again. I maybe you don't you don't quite agree, but it seems more of like an experience than it is. No, I think that else. we. I, I think we both agree with that. I think kind of where Taylor's coming from. And correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. like if. If you're not willing to sit through a movie and, like, think about the deeper meaning and question things that are happening and, like, listen to all the things that are being said, it it would be a hard movie to watch. I think if you're just wanting to watch a movie for a movie, this is not the movie. I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to say. This movie is going to make you think about your fucking life and the tragedies you've gone through. It's, like, Mm -hmm. actively kind of, like, I think not putting itself in a box of like a normal movie besides mm-hmm, right. of, besi- it's just so fluid and it's it's just not really interested in following that standard structure right it's definitely a movie of exploration and yeah. it's definitely one that there are there I appreciate are what it's extended trying to do. Yeah. scenes and we didn't even watch the extended edition yeah there's our, an extended oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, there's oliver was edition. like yeah. should we watch the extended edition and i really wanted to say yes but i was like no, because if Taylor doesn't watch the yeah. extended we, edition. We didn't even watch the extended edition. Normally, that's what I would go for first. Well, I would check like online and see who what people recommend to be mm-hmm. the, the first watch. But um, even there, with, even without it being the extended edition, there are like long scenes of really like nothing happening, at least as far as like the actual narrative is concerned. Is it more space right. stuff? Yeah, like space <laughs> stuff. And don't get me wrong, like really, really gorgeous imagery. Oh yeah, no, that's super, super like, good looking imagery, yeah. like crazy. Im- I just, I don't know how it was even captured to film. It's some of the stuff. It's really crazy. Oh, yeah. Just uh, imagine yeah. watching that. In theater. So it's like really, sweet. really super, like crisp videos yeah. too. Yeah, like, I was really cool images. Of, like, yeah. I don't know, like geysers and lava. And the fact that it was made in two thousand eleven. And I was yeah. going to ask a dumb question. No, what, what? Don't ask. No, 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 go ahead, yes. Well, I mean, were drones created in 2011? Oh, no, drones have been around since, uh, what, the 1960s, if I'm not mistaken. What? Yeah, like, the actual technology for drones have existed for quite some time. Shut it's just that commercial up. drones haven't been a thing until, like, well, more, like, recently. So, yeah, like, the drones that you see, like, online and stuff, that's been around for about 15, 20 years, but the drone technology's been around for, like, decades. I 
don't believe you. Yeah, my phone hasn't <laughs> even been around that long. I mean, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's been, okay. <laughs> but we that was like my, like, there's a scene where imagery of a volcano, like, above the volcano, and it's, like, obviously, like, drone footage, and I was like, is drones even created then? So, wall along, uh, <laughs> the first modern drone was developed in 1935. What the fuck? Shut up. Yeah. All right, Wikipedia. Like, don't, Hey, hey, hey. You're hey. on Wikipedia, aren't you? No, I'm on Google. Okay. <laughs> what? I, I guess, okay, this is not the drone podcast. I, I don't want to, we can go in the definition of what a drone is, but. But there's just so many I actually got that right images <laughs> that are, like, like you were saying. I, right. Like, how do you even shoot those images? It, yeah. It, it's pretty it, cool. It really is crazy. And I think, I, I, yeah, it's just. I've said it so many times, and I can't think of other way to describe it other than it's just a lot. It's a lot. The movie I is a like lot. I feel like they would make a good dinosaur movie. Terrence Malick would they make did. a good dinosaur movie. <laughs> the dinosaurs are really cool looking. Uh, they, this, I mean, you could talk about that, too. The CGI was, I think, pretty good. That's what I'm whatever. saying. Yeah. Like, um, I, I was just, I was trying to, like, look at everything in the movie, right, right. the imagery, so, and, like, the... Yeah. I can't really ask the question to Shannon, because she didn't even know this movie existed, but Taylor... You knew this existed, and you heard reviews, I'm sure, about it, or mm. hype. Do you feel like that was deserved? I do you un- feel like, yeah, do you feel like it's as good as reviews make it sound? Because right now, I think it's sitting fairly positively reviewed. Yeah, no, I can understand why this film would generate any type of buzz in the first place, because it's definitely not a conventional film. The, the only, I, I keep returning to this issue because, holy shit, it is a because it's an unconventional film that you definitely have to take it for what it is and take yourself out of the traditional movie going experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like when I, you know, I checked it out on Amazon and I rented it from there and it has like a four complete four stars, like Mm -hmm. no little yellow going to the fives. It's like full on stop four stars. And after watching the film, I can understand why. And yeah, I mean, if anyone if it's got critically acclaimed, I can understand why. But if there's a general audience like separation from that, then I can also understand why. Yeah, I think that makes sense to me too. Yeah, I, I could see, I could see it being pretty polarizing if yeah. you if you go into it kind of knowing what to expect. Well, that's what that's like. What's difficult is I don't think. <sighs> I don't even think I think even after you listen to this and you haven't watched the movie, there are scenes that are still probably going to seem very slow to you, even though we've already told you they're going to be slow. But I just I would recommend, obviously, going into it, knowing that there's a reason for that. Yes, there's a reason for all this shots. I yeah, I would almost say like this and this might be a first podcast for me to actually say this, but I almost think that this movie might be better going into after listening to the podcast or at the very least going into knowing more of what to expect. Right. Yes. Like you, it, you'd probably maybe, get more out of the movie. I, yeah. I almost like I, I feel do, like, yeah. I actually won't say what I was about to say because we'll circle back to that. Fair. Circle back to what? Well, just yeah. ask the que- question. <laughs> do you think this movie is something you would rewatch? I, uh... Yeah, so we own it. You you already yeah. you already mentioned that you, you bought it for me when I asked you for like a it was a present or something I think or you had a gift card. Or what do you think the rewatchability is? I for I, us? I think it's it's not a movie that I would just necessarily slap on casually. Like it's not like a comfort movie necessarily. 
Um, but yeah, I, I would watch it again. Yeah. I would watch it again. I think that you could probably watch this multiple times. At the very least, you could just soak, like, soak in the beauty of the movie. But I right. think you could probably watch this multiple times and pick up on stuff that you didn't quite pick up yeah, on. Yeah, so that's kind of what I was getting at when Not I like was it's going a, to say. is yeah. like, I do think that I would probably enjoy this movie a second time around, knowing what the movie is about and like knowing what to expect. I think I would get a lot more out of it the second time around. And so I do think like, if you haven't watched this movie and you're listening to this podcast, I don't think that it's going to spoil the movie for you. I don't think it's going to ruin your experience. If anything, I think it's going to make it better. Maybe better. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully I'm not wrong. It seems like it's really exists. It, it really exists to create the conversations. Oh, yeah. More so than it exists to be the answer to questions. Yeah, no, right. I can agree with that. Yeah. It definitely is one of those films where just having some context helps so much right. and helps you get through the first quarter of the film. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. you know what to expect, you'll be like, okay, there's something here. But there's yeah. something here. But even then, I think we've done our best to kind of describe it over, we're sitting at like an hour now talking about it. We've done our best to describe it. Even then, I don't know that we've done. I think you would just have to kind of experience it mm-hmm. to yeah. fully get where we're coming from. We've done a pretty, I would say, a pretty solid job of giving anyone listening to this the the cliff notes yeah. of what's going on. But it is something where you'd have to kind of like watch it to really get where we're coming from, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's so many different elements and metaphors to this movie yeah. that don't have questions. Yeah. And that's the point. I mean, all the things that they're talking about in this movie... Nobody can answer. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those films where this is a video essayist on YouTube's like dream. Oh, I'm, yeah. This like oh, they can yeah, make an I'm entire sure. like s- playlist of videos. And that, on this. And that being said, I don't. I I pretty f- firmly believe that this movie isn't for everyone though. Like I think that easily <laughs> we've already kind of touched on it, mm-hmm. but easily people could hate this movie. I was just like thinking like so you're saying this is not rated E for everyone? <laughs> no, 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 not E for everyone. It, it's. Yeah, not at all. I I think Maybe that that should be our new rating. I don't. <laughs> no, not E for everyone. Not at all. I think that you know, even if it sounds interesting, I, like I could definitely see someone listening to this podcast and and wanting to check it out yeah. and still not liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Even after, I, I think it's just kind of. Well, what do you think is the reason why? Because it's a film that doesn't provide answers, or is it because it's too surreal for them? Like I think what? I think both. both. Yeah, I I think like a lot of abstract movies are just hard for people to watch and they just don't. That's not why they watch movies. Like if you do not watch movies to like sit there and question and dissect it, like this is not going to be a movie for you. Like some people, I'm guilty of it, just want to pop on a movie and not fucking think. Right. Um, I'm guilty of it a lot, actually, (laughs) most of the time. Um. So I could like I could see both of those reasons being Ooh. why somebody wouldn't like it. Well, actually, here's another thing that just came to mind too. Do you think because there's like one film in particular that I can come up with that's tried to tackle a similar theme here? But do you think the themes that this film has tried to portray, especially like grief and losing like a loved one, all that jazz, could have been explored in a more effective manner, or maybe a different manner that could? be more approachable by general audiences but still achieve a level I think of depth. that you I think that you could get um maybe one or two of those questions in another movie but I don't know that you could get this like scope of questions mm-hmm. in a different way than this 
it's Fair quite enough. literally like asking what makes up like life itself. Well, and what is and that's what I was saying. Like, there's not an answer. You're mm. not like any movie that is made pertaining to any of these situations. You're not going to get an answer. Fair like, enough. there's no right way to parent somebody. There's no right way to get over tragedy. There's no mm. right way to do any of the stuff yeah. that it's mm. talking about. Um, I think with your question, the only way to maybe make this movie a little bit more appealing to other people mm. is the scenes that we've talked about, like space and <laughs> the volcanoes and the ocean and all that stuff, cutting that down or maybe making yeah. like all of those images in a faster, right. like fast forward. Or, or maybe interspice them in the it, it's, you could, flashbacks. You could, you could definitely exists. cut down on those. It's yeah. funny yeah. that there's an extended version because you. I feel like there could exist a version that's even shorter than this right. where a lot of that's trimmed down. And it almost <clears throat> it almost feels like, I, like, I don't know if this is true at all, but it almost feels like to me like Terrence Malick is an artist in and of the definition of the word and that mm. he himself like loved this imagery and just wanted to leave it all in. Right. Cause it, it feels like, like it, it feels like it. everything is here. Like it feels yeah. like everything that he captured was here for as long as he possibly could capture it. It was all there. And part of me think that thinks that's super, super fucking cool. Right. But like yeah. you can appreciate it well, from an aesthetic in, standpoint. Yeah. I think it's intentional. I mean, yeah. I think it's like, it is trying to show the, beauty of nature and earth and like everything that yeah. comes with that even tragedy and even natural disasters hey, if i shot like that, that really cool video of those birds swarming next to the skyscraper i would leave that whole I... thing in <laughs> i wouldn't trim that out even though it could, it could i didn't even out. know what that was i like <laughs> this gonna sound really embarrassing but i like literally asked oliver i'm like what are those what is that supposed to be <laughs> i was like are they fucking locusts or something it is birds well, birds i'm like Birds don't do that. <laughs> He's like, no, those are real birds. Well, Never fucking seen birds do that. And I've been alive on this planet for 27 years. So well, that's that, pretty incredible. And that's the thing, too. It's like that scene in particular, in most movies, that scene would have been cut a hell of a lot shorter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it lingers. And I, as we just discussed, there's a purpose behind it. I guess that's what we're assuming. But, oh. The amount of times. It's meditative. The whole movie is meditative. Yeah. True. He, the True. main character is meditating, kind of, like daydreaming, yeah. Yeah. Re like recollecting his entire life and the future of, of where he'll end up. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is why all that imagery does stay in there. I think that's the intention. Do oh, I believe? Like he's like having a lingering thought as like zoning out the witnessing the birds like like doing their thing. Yeah, like, I think that it could be a lot of dangerous. things. Just like thinking about the beauty of life and all the different pieces that make up life. That, oh, okay. And, and yeah. I think that. Yeah. Could it could it be trimmed down? Yeah, I, I totally think it could be trimmed down. But I do think that that is the reason it is there. Yeah, it's mm. again. I feel like I think the trimming imagery... it down would only like help with people that aren't. Ooh, yeah, interested I, I do. In, and like, I, I guess deeper. I guess my final point on that is I feel like it's it exists to an, uh, to elicit an emotion out of you. Fair, mm -hmm. but this actually is another thought just came to mind as <laughs> we were just mentioning this. Could the film be just as impactful if you actually cut? a lot of that stuff out, like, entirely. So I don't think that any of it should be cut completely. I think mm. everything that is in that movie, again, is very intentional, and I think it serves its perfect purpose, mm. and I think it should, if I was to redo this movie, should stay in there. Okay. The only thing that I think could make it better for other viewers is, and we've seen movies do it before, like, have all that imagery, but maybe go through it quicker. Oh, yeah. 
just like press 2x speed on it or whatever. (laughs) More of like a compilation rather than just a bunch of scenes. Exactly. I think that is the only way that you could maybe make it easier for other viewers. But I don't think that that's the way to do it. Like, I'm sitting here talking about it and thinking about it. I think that would take away from the experience. Fair enough. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that you had such an experience with this oh, movie. Yeah, that's so cool. We haven't <laughs> talked about it. We haven't talked about it at all, but I, yeah, it's it's I think that in a weird way or maybe not a weird way at all, but almost having the conversations out loud with both of you has made me think about the more movie more I, and yeah, like appreciate yeah. it. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't already, think I really had that much of opinion right afterwards, but like sitting here <laughs> no, thinking but, and thinking yeah, and discussing I, about I it, I had yeah. like a stronger opinion. But it was on it. it yeah. So usually after I watch, actually every time I watch a new movie, I review it on Letterboxd now. Mm-hmm. And usually you it's... You should do a like a little tag. A little plug. A little plug for Letterboxd.com oh. forum slash O-H underscore T-O-W-N. <laughs> I think that's it. I can't remember. <laughs> but I, I, every, every time I watch a movie, a new movie, um, or, or one that I haven't logged, I, I review it, right? Mm-hmm. And normally I'm pretty quick to know how I feel about a movie after watching it. Mm -hmm. Like I might be within like a half star sometimes. um, But generally when I watch a movie, I'm like, okay, uh, that's a two. That's a one. That's a five. That's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This movie, I, after I was done watching it, I, I didn't know what I wanted to review it. I felt so mixed, not mixed negative, but just mixed on the movie in general. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for me to, and I do, I have come up with, I think a rating. Like, I just think it's hard to review, and it's but it stuck with me. I was yeah. thinking about it, like I when mm-hmm. I went to bed. We watched this before going to bed last night, and I was sitting here and I was like thinking about the imagery in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it it's just it, it does stick with you, at least the beauty of it. Yeah. So with that being said, what do you rate it? I don't know if I want to go first. No, I go feel like first. Taylor has a more firm rating <laughs> than I do. All right, Taylor. I honestly, Oliver, I think you actually caught it spot on. I do have a rather firm, you know. Yeah, I, I had a feeling. Film. Yeah, because. Honestly, was it firm, like, right after you watched it? Has it changed at all? <sighs> no, I don't think so. I think it was all, I you, you knew what You knew well. what your stars yeah, were? I, I basically, okay. I could just feel it, like, instantly, like, okay. the Ranger was in. Because, again, the film, I, I'm Can glad we had the chance to discuss it with you guys. Because yeah. it does have, it is made with good intentions. It is trying to explore Ooh. a lot of these themes and ideas extensively. And dun, dun, it's dun. doing what it can. <laughs> it's doing what it can. And it does have a lot of visceral emotional experiences that made me go like, oh shit, that, that was actually fucking well done. Yeah. Especially the best part of the movie is honestly the middle portion where it's just the childhood sequence. That yeah. in of itself yeah. was well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I still keep... Can't re- get over it. Because holy shit, the way that you can like lose people so yeah. quickly. And I'm like, holy shit. Ah! Maybe it's just me, like, because I, I feel like I have, like, a split perspective. I can see, like, mm-hmm. the artistic side that really appreciates what's trying to be done. But the general audience side, it's like, oh, God, people yeah. will get turned off so quick. Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess my, then my question is, is this review you're about to drop, is it your review of it? Or is it what you think other people, like, it's the general audience? It's honestly a mixture of both put together. Yeah. Okay. It's, I think okay. that was me, yeah. me with one of our most recent podcast episodes. Mm. It was hard for me to review because of that reason. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. So I'm getting a better understanding from your perspective now because yeah, no, like yeah, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. But um, just to give it a uh, my rating is three point five. Okay. Yeah. 
That's not that bad. Yeah, no, that's not. I, I was actually kind of anticipating less yeah. than 3.5. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, I, the yeah. movie's actually, like, pretty damn solid. They're yeah. not going to, yeah. like, give it, like, a 1.5. Well, no, no, I didn't think that you were going to give But you did keep coming back to that scene. Like, that... Mm. I don't want to call it a scene because it's not a scene. It's multiple scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is long. Sequence. Sequence, Sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. It, it is long, and so yeah. you kept coming back to that, so I was right. a little Like, the movie is not so... It it's, not, it's not trash. It is not yeah. a trash movie in any oh, respect. I don't think anyone like, could call it trash. It, and it's that's too thing. beautiful to be trash. Like, like, it is, it's was, too beautiful to yeah, be yeah. trash. It's a respectful movie, and it's actually trying to explore these themes in a unique way. It's just the accessibility piece. Like, yeah. I just... Yeah. yeah. That's just the hard thing to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Oliver? Yeah, so, like, even now, I f- I'm jumping between, like, two different ratings. Oh, shit. Wait, wait. Should, <laughs> okay, so let's, yeah. let's, let's start with what would you have rated it directly after watching it? <sighs> That's it's just so tough. Um, directly after watching it, I was four and a half. Okay. Um, fair, fair, yeah. Then I dropped it to a four. Mm-hmm. Oh. And now I'm back at a four and a half, and I've just been, like, this in internal between. battle about it. Because... I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a I think it's a really good movie. I think it is what it is trying to do. It does very well. Mm-hmm. It's it's intentionally trying to be abstract, but I think that it it could there does exist a version that is slightly more accessible, trimmed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I love this version of it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would watch the extended edition of this. Mm-hmm. I would too. But yeah. I I do think there's a version that that is a little bit more accessible than this. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I think I'll stick. I think I'll stick with. I don't know. I, I like. I even you gotta now, say something. Yeah. You, gotta say something. Know. <laughs> you know. I I think I'm going to stick with a four. But I think mm. I think that is contingent on. I would bet anybody here listening that next time I watch it, I'd give it a four and a half. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it at a four. So it's like a floating four. <laughs> so I, well, I, I, we spoke to it earlier that I think that watching it a second time, you'd get more from it. Oh, I think sure. it'd be a more yeah. enjoyable experience the second time. And so yeah. I'm not going to, I don't think a second viewing would necessarily push me from a four and a half to a five because I am firm on there. There are things that could be maybe improved isn't the right word, but there, there does exist a version that's a little more streamlined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't think it would ever push me from four and a half to five, but I do think it would push me from a four to four and a half. So I'm, I'm going to sit at four for my first viewing. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. How about you, Shannon? But it was tough. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat as Oliver, but mm. maybe not. Yes. I am the same boat as Oliver right directly after watching this movie. I don't know if I really understand. I don't want to say understood because I kind of did, but right. it was just like, it was too abstract for me. I like couldn't really like in my head sitting there alone. Cause like when me and Oliver watch these movies, even though we live together and are engaged, like we do not talk about this until we sit down we this at this table seriously. and mm-hmm. talk That's about true. it with yeah. Taylor. So I was sitting here trying to like figure it out in my head. So directly afterwards, I think I probably would have given it a two and a half. Damn. Whoa, shit. Damn. But <laughs> now that I'm able to like sit here and talk about it and like I think my brain is just going insane. I'm just thinking about everything. Yeah. <laughs> the gears are turning. Um I think I would give it a four. Yeah. Oh, wow, sure. that's a big jump. That is a two big and a jump. It yeah. is a big jump. And it's I genuinely just cannot like figure it out by myself like sitting here not having a conversation i couldn't figure it out right i was confused there was that sequence that was just a lot and i was like sitting there i got the gist of it but it just 
That's so that interesting. It just be- wasn't fully clicking for me. Right, right. Did it click at the end or did it only click once we started talking about it now? Once we started talking about it. So Fair. during this past hour, you decided that it was a four mm-hmm. rather than a two and a mm-hmm. half. Were you still at two and a half, you think? Or Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that's crazy, but that's that's really cool. Which that's, might might seem weird because I've come into this podcast like very confident about how I am feeling about it. Right. But as we were sitting here talking about it, I think it like clicked for me. Yeah, there was yeah, just something yeah. that wasn't clicking because I like that understood it, but I piece. it wasn't fully there. And yeah, and I think that's what I needed because because this movie is so abstract and because mm-hmm. there aren't answers and it is hard to understand, kind of. Yeah. So <laughs> without that, I don't know. Without sitting there talking about it. it yeah. It is hard to kind of enjoy. It, it's it's really funny now we like now we could talk about it because when that when that like big bang sequence with the dinosaurs and stuff w- was happening, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit! Shannon's like T minus. <laughs> she's T minus thirty seconds from whipping her phone out and getting on TikTok. I was super I was curious like, to see what she was oh, And I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> that sequence was very long and. Honestly, if but it's so that f- sequence had popped up one more fucking time, <laughs> well, you know. So oh funny, but it is so funny because you know, listening to you talk about this, this the movie, only thing that kept me from probably not whipping my phone out was the fact that it was so beautifully shot. Yeah, I mean, I agree for for me too. I mean, yeah. I, it was it was testing my patience yeah. at at certain points. Holy shit! You're actually admitting this. It was testing your patience. Yeah, not like I was going to shut it off right, necessarily, right, right. but it, it was, <laughs> and that's kind of why I, I I can't give it a perfect score as yeah, much as I okay. would I would love to I I can't, but I do think it is really damn good at what it's trying to do. Assuming you know what it's trying to do, do you think it's a bit too self indulgent? I think that, kind of what I said earlier, I feel like, and I could be totally missing the mark, but mm. I feel like what I got from this was like I. I connected with like this maybe will sound pretentious, but like the artist behind the person, like the artist making the movie in that, like there, there's so much beautiful stuff captured here that like, it just feels like they, they want to put it all out. You can understand a creative decision. Yeah. It's like, and again, like I talk about that. I just, I talked about that, that, those birds flying around by this. How, how could you cut that beautiful scene down? The the one thing that Oliver said to me, Again, we don't talk about it until mm-hmm. we're sitting at this table. And he even, like, stopped himself right <laughs> after saying it. But he was just like, we were minutes into the movie. And he was like, I'm sorry, but I just have to say it. Can we appreciate the camera work on this? And, I mean, he's right. Like, it is mm-hmm. it is beautifully shot. The camera work is insane. This the soundtrack's insane. The, the sound cinnamon, is insane. I want this. I want this on vinyl. I want this soundtrack <laughs> like, playing on an old vinyl player like throughout my house or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it. The, yeah. Like I. I don't want to go too far backwards, but like the camera, not even just the Im- what is set to image on screen, but also the way the camera moves is so cool. Like mm-hmm. the way that people move, it moves from a close up to a wide yeah. seamlessly, and like how. It flows around, and you get all these weird motions with the the camera. It's just one of super my favorite cool. scenes. I know I'm, we're going back a little bit, but one of my favorite scenes, which is kind of weird, I don't probably nobody else would have like even picked up on it. There's a scene where the kids are like playing in the street, and the mm-hmm. camera is like like focusing on their shadow, but it like turns upside down and like casts the shadow very weird. 
I thought it was really cool. There's a lot of that. There's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, that it, was like one of the ones yeah, that I was it, like, cool. It's just, it's too, it's like too beautiful for me to not give it a high score. Right. Um, and I, and is it pretentious? Maybe if I met Terrence Malick, I would get a feel differently about it. <laughs> but, but the, the person, I mean, I, I struggle even just like, you know, I don't know, you take like 30 photos of something and then you sit there for 20 minutes deciding which photo you want to post or something, right? right. Or which photo you want to cut or which photo you want to delete. And sometimes you just can't. It's interesting that you said pretentious because that was actually one of the first things that came to mind as I was watching those scenes. Me. Pictures. And I was like, is this a bit pretentious? I don't know. Me too. Oh, me too. Shit. You no, actually, holy well, shit. No, but whoa, whoa. It's, <laughs> yeah, me. No, I mean, me too. Like I, I, when it first kicks off, it, it, I think it does feel a little pretentious, but I think that the whole in the scope of the whole package, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's trying to be pretentious. Yes, I, I think it's that. trying to ask really big questions, and there's not a great way to ask that without maybe coming across Setting a the scene little bit yeah. elevated or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so no, I don't think it is pretentious, but I think it can feel like that at first, mm-hmm. which is why I it would be hard for me to recommend this to anybody. Right. What I do think is cool about this movie is it has so many different elements to it. So, mm-hmm. like, as I was watching it and as I was giving it a two and a half, like, I didn't really even consider all the other questions it was asking. I was, mm-hmm. what was interesting to me is the parents. Yes. And we've talked about it before. I'm not going to dive back into it, but like the right. difference between the parents. And I thought that was just interesting because mm-hmm. that's something that I think about a lot. Right, right, right. When I do become a parent. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what kept my interest. Mm-hmm. But as we're sitting here talking about it, like there is more that yeah. obviously there's more to this movie. Feel, and that's I, like really interesting. I, I feel pretty firmly that no matter what stage of life you're in, you could watch this enjoy and, and glean something from it. Maybe not enjoy it. You, you could at least get, you could at least get relate to yeah. something yeah. out yeah. of it. And that's sure. something to be appreciated is that yeah. as you watch this film, there's a different level of relatability that can be established from the various aspects of your own experiences, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And heck, even from this own discussion, which is indicated from Shannon's like initial rating being adjusted um, our being changed as a result of this discussion. Mm-hmm. When you explore this from the perspective of others, it even reinforces the, I guess for lack of a better term, the quality of the film. Yeah, yeah. I do think you should watch this with somebody else yes. and then discuss it afterwards. Yes, yeah, because I, or like watch- I said, like initially coming af- coming out after it, like I didn't enjoy it yeah. as much and I was like struggling inside my head. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, I'm going to look up some stuff online before we talk about this and I didn't because I didn't have time today. Mm. I sound bad yeah. and did nothing, but <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> I didn't look it up. <laughs> um, but it, it is interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. just sitting here talking about it has changed my I've, I've said it. Yeah, it. I've said it before, but I think one of my favorite things about movies in general are the conversations that they can, mm-hmm. they can create. And I think that this mm-hmm. is a really good example the best case scenario for anybody that watches this movie, I think, is to watch it with someone else that wants to have those conversations. Yeah. Yes. If somebody watches it with you and they fucking hate it, then then I don't think it's going to be an enjoyable just experience. Don't talk to them for, about for it. you either. Just just message yeah, us and we'll talk us. to you. Exactly. Hangover. We'll, I mean, I would honestly be interested in what everyone thinks about this movie after yeah. listening yeah. to this podcast, or if you've seen it before, because it. It, I do think it's it's polarizing. I could imagine mm. people just hating it, but it I, would be it, interesting to see like 
other things that people gather from it because oh, I, yeah. I feel like there's so many different things that you could get from this. Taylor movie. touched it the best in that I think there there's a million essays on it. I yeah. think you could sit here and just yeah. pick it apart piece by piece. So yeah. hey, if you have finished listening to this podcast and good job, watched, it's really yeah, long. <laughs> and if you watch the movie, please tell us what you think. Yeah, exactly. We're actually genuinely interested, so message us and let us know. For sure. That on that note, I'm almost done. Well, I guess maybe not almost done. I just started my second cup of this um, jungle juice. Jungle, jungle juice? What? Well, We're not club? fucking living no, in some... No. <laughs> I have a little, right, house. Hold on, hold on. I have a little right. jungle in my cup. I've got a little... Jungle juice. Jungle like juice a is for like, like a frat house. Exactly. I was making a joke. This is a classy <laughs> cocktail. I've got a, a, a sprig of rosemary in my drink. Yeah, tree it's, of life. <laughs> I put some... Some yeah. trees so in your drink. So it's a jungle juice. You know, to be fair, right. when I first saw this, I thought it was actually like a, a branch off of spruce tree. Good. So like, I'm glad. Yeah. That's what I was going for. So it's, yeah, I was making a joke. I know what jungle juice is, but I was just talking about my little tree that I have sticking out of my say, glass. Sir, have you not had actual okay. jungle juice before? My point is, is that I'm on drink one and a half. He has like one, yeah, one and a half. Yeah. After the, after the oh, sip. Oh, yeah. And I am on, I'm about to finish my third. What? Oh, no, you're not. How is this your third? Where the fuck was... Oh, yeah, God damn it. No, I swear she's to God. full of shit. That's literally my third. Do you not remember us pausing the podcast earlier for me it's to make a drink sip. and then I just made another drink? Oh, yeah. That's this right. is literally my Wait, third Wait, I thought class. that was... The, oh, fuck. No, okay. okay. Catch the ignore fuck her. up. Where, where, where are you at, Taylor? <laughs> um, He's with same, you. Same as me. Well, yeah. Right. Fucking goddamn it. Yeah. Every goddamn Remember, what? I was going to pour you guys a glass and true, you didn't true, want true. one. Fair, fair. God damn it. You know what? One of these days, we're going to actually have an episode where know. we beat her. Yeah. And like, that actually might have to be a mission I don't for know if this that is a episode. Flex or, or not. Well, you know, I am quitting drinking unless it's podcast night, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, this has been Cinema Hangover. This is Oliver signing off. And this is Shannon. And this is Taylor. Later, y'all. Peace. Cheers. Hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.